The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is the digital transformation of your supply chain with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they will discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. I always say it, I always mean it, and we are strongly in the belief that it is true here on Game Changers Radio. What's the buzz? Well, let's see. I found an interesting quote from an SNOP demand planning manager at the company called Sonus, quoted on Bill Dubois' blog, blog.kinaxis.com from April 2016, and this will get us started. The buzz is you need to start your supply chain conversation conversation. That's a big, wide open statement. So what are we talking about here? As the speed of the economy accelerates, so do demands on your supply chain. What does this mean? Well, suppliers want the response time faster now. Your customers want everything now. The volume of data is coming in. It's streaming in. It's pouring in. How are you managing it? What's the solution? Well, two words. You know what I'm going to say. Digital transformation. So how can you do this? Well, New technology is really the answer. You have to embrace it. You have to find what's cost effective for you. You don't have to throw out all your infrastructure. You can use what you have, but you want to get on a path to business growth through the digital transformation of your supply chain. And that's the name of our series. So what have we got? We've got three experts today. I know two are with us and one we're waiting for him to call in, but let me tell you who they are and then we'll get started. First up, we are very pleased to welcome a newcomer to Game Changers Radio. His name is Victor Gonzalez. He's the Global VP of IT at UCT, that's Ultra Clean Technologies. Joining Victor on the panel is Irfan Khan, CEO and President at a company called Bristle Cone. And we'll ask each of these gentlemen in a few minutes to tell us what their companies do. And rounding out the panel is Eric Schrampf, Solution Principal for S4HANA in the SAP Center of Excellence. So let's go around the table to Mr. Victor Gonzalez. And Victor has sent me a quote from John Cage. Let me tell you who that was. John Cage, 1912 to 1992, an American composer, music theorist, writer, philosopher, artist, a man of all reasons and all seasons. Uh, critics have lauded him as one of the most influential composers of the 20th century. And a side note here, he was instrumental in the development of modern dance because his romantic partner for most of his life was the famous choreographer Merce Cunningham. So here is the quote from John Cage. I can't understand why people are frightened of new ideas. I'm frightened of the old ones. Great quote. Victor Gonzalez, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for joining us. Victor, I love the quote. It is so pervasive. It, it applies to almost everything here on Game Changers. We talk about new ideas, innovations, concepts. People like you and Irfan and Erica were thinking forward and thinking out of the traditional box. So tell me, are you a big fan of John Cage and or how did you find this quote for us today, Victor? I just happened to come across it. I was primarily interested in bringing something that would uh, exemplify the new ideas in the supply chain industry, not only specific to supply chain industry, but pretty much anywhere in the part of life that that, uh, anybody might have. Okay. Are you a big fan of his? Do you follow his music? Do you know anything about it? You know what? I did some of the um, um, compositions that he had. The favorite one that I've heard of, was the actually the four-minute, uh, three-second composition, which is pretty much based on nothing but silence. <laughs> well, I think Paul Simon <laughs> would like that. Remember the sounds of silence. Yeah, the sounds of there, silence, absolutely. There you go. There you go. Very interesting. I, I love this, the quote. It just it speaks to me. It's almost like words of wisdom, Victor, that you could apply to almost anything. I can't understand why people are frightened of new ideas. I'm frightened of the old ones. And I think that you could take that both ways. One is um, he, he wants new. The other one is uh, he, he either didn't get the old ones in the first place or he's afraid they're going to stick around and do no good for the future. Do you have an interpretation of that? You have, you have a preference? I think, well, you know, I, I I think that we should all change. I mean, just the fact that we're in this particular call, I say the world changing by the second. Um, but the fact that new ideas are coming aboard doesn't mean that we have to just uh, exclude or push out the old ones. I think we need to just modify ourselves and keep going with the change. I mean, the whole idea of change or, or the definition of change itself is anything that puts us out of our comfort zone and just crossing the street, for that matter, will put us out of our comfort zone. Right there is change at its most simple form. Uh, I'm, no, I'm sure you're too young for this, uh, Bonnie, but uh, there was a time <laughs> when we had rotary phones, and then from rotary phones we went to touch phones with a 10-foot cord from our kitchen to our, our living room. Uh, then from there we jumped into our portable phones, and now we're using smartphones. So it's all been change after change after change, and there is no other avenue but to modify victor you are my new best friend you are my favorite person you just got three gold stars by saying you thought i was too young to remember rotary phones are you kidding me <laughs> we, had, we had when i grew up with those we had one in the basement that i think i saved when my parents sold the house and got rid of everything yes i think there's one i don't have an attic but if i did i'd probably have two or three i still have some princess phones remember the kind the pretty uh, princess phone yes. that came in all kinds of yes. colors you could hang them on the wall or put them yeah i've got a couple of those hanging around you don't want to know how many old phones I have, and I am frightened of the old ones, but somehow they well, were comforting. It, yeah, that's between the two of us, so your secret is safe yeah. with me. <laughs> I knew you were a charmer. Thank you very much, Victor, and welcome to Game Changers. You certainly are one, and a very kind person as well. And now I understand we have our second guest on the line. We have Irfan Khan, CEO and President of Bristle Cone, and Irfan has sent me a quote from Nassim Nicholas Taleb. And he was born in 1960, Mr. Taleb. He's a Lebanese-American author, essayist, scholar, statistician, former trader, and risk analyst whose work focuses on problems of randomness, probability,
volatility and uncertainty. Boy, if we're talking about the future, that certainly uh, may be the one we're looking at, randomness, probability, and uncertainty. I'm going to read the quote in a second, but the Sunday Times called Taleb's 2007 book, The Black Swan, one of the 12 most influential books since World War II, and that really says something. So let me read the quote Irfan has selected. Anti-fragility is beyond resilience or robustness. The resilient resists shocks and stay the same. The anti-fragile gets better. Ooh, what a loaded quote. Irfan Khan, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? Good, Bonnie. This is Irfan and, uh, from California. I'm happy to be on the call. We're delighted. Talk to me. You seem to be a big fan. of Mr. Am I saying it right? Taleb? Taleb? How do you pronounce his name? Yeah, it is actually uh, Nassim Taleb. You're good. Taleb. Okay, so talk to me about the quote. Anti-fragility is a brand new concept to me. Never heard of it until I read the quote. And how does it relate to our topic? We're talking about, well, we're talking about digital supply chain. We're just going to keep it very general today. Digital transformation of your supply chain. So anti-fragility, resilience, robustness, why don't you relate those topics to me, for me, to our topic? This is something I heard uh, uh, last year, and I couldn't uh, uh, stop thinking about how true it is. And let me explain you what it is. So think about uh, anti-fragility. It's not simply a lack of fragility or robustness. When Taleb defines an anti-fragile system, it's a system that instead of breaking under stress and change, thrives under, under it. Think about it, right? Something hits you and you become stronger. How does it apply to the world of supply chain? Because if you know, if you look around us, supply chain is becoming center stage. It's coming to touch human lives. So let's talk about how an anti-fragile supply chain would look like. Fundamentally, it needs to have four qualities. First of all, you you have to make it visible. The supply chain has to be a visible body, which means making it possible to detect, understand, and whether the change is affecting your supply chain. If you can't see it, you can't touch it. Mm -hmm. Second, Real-time adjustment. This is so that you can react while there's still a change to do something good. Third, how do you measure it? Benchmarking. Against most industry peers and your own internal needs and goals. If you can't benchmark, you don't have paces, you'll never know how, how strong your supply chain is. And most important is we're moving from a pipeline to a network approach, which fundamentally means we eliminate a single source of providers, hence avoiding a single point of failures. So fun, these are four salient features for a supply chain to be anti-fragile. And the whole concept is beautiful, Bonnie. If you look at anywhere across anything where you talk about newer technologies, you're talking about machine learnings, you're talking about internet of everything, which is we're talking about supply, a smart supply chain, they all finally confluence into making a supply chain anti-fragile. That's what I love the concept. It's, and it's, interestingly, Bonnie, you don't have to take it to work. You can just bring it home in your own personal mm-hmm. life. We all are moving to a world which has to be anti-fragile. Very, very interesting. I like it. And I like the way you related it so quickly to the topic. Irfan, question, have you read The Black Swan? Are you a big fan of Taleb's? Oh, absolutely. It, 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 it's, uh, it's a must-read for anyone who believes the world's changing, as Victor mentioned. In fact, uh, I just want to drop something funny. My daughter, who's eight years old, 
asked me, hey, when you were young, do you used to live in trees or homes? So she thinks, <laughs> she, she actually thinks that the change is happening because she's learning from history. And of course, she thinks we are not the youngest people around. So it's changing. Even the kids know that everything is changing around you. That's so, yeah, so it's, interesting. It's, it's a must read for anyone who... Uh, I will get a hold of it. Around you. And that's such a charming story. I'm so glad you shared it, Irfan. And going back to what Victor said to me, he sure I was too young to remember rotary phones. He was so, <laughs> so, so kind, so charming. Victor, you win the Charmer of the Day Award, and I say that with great kindness and appreciation. And here, Irfan's daughter is asking if he lived in trees. I think we're in a we're in a very brave new world. We lived in trees with rotary phones that plugged into the base of the tree. I like that idea very, very much. You tell her that. You tell her that somebody has a rotary phone somewhere and you're going to show it or take her to a museum. Irfan, thank you for the very thoughtful selection of your quote and for relating it to the topic. And now he is waiting so patiently in the wings to come on and talk to us. It's Eric Schramf. You want to find him. His name is E-R-I-K. Last name is S-C-H-R-A-M-P-F. He's a solution principal for S4HANA in the SAP Center of Excellence. And Eric has selected a quote from Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, come on, everyone. You know him. You may not remember. He was born 1452 and lived until 1519. Uh, he was commonly known, I didn't know this, as Leonardo, a.k.a. Yes, we know what that means today in the world of technology. Uh, but he has been variously called the father of paleontology Ichnology and biology, and I didn't even, uh, I'm sorry, in architecture, I didn't know what ichnology is. Uh, Eric, just give me a moment for a sidebar here. Ichnology, I-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y, is the branch of geology and biology that deals with traces of organismal behavior, such as footprints and burrows. So these are the traces that organisms and animals leave somewhere. I had no idea. Uh, by the way, Leonardo is sometimes credited with inventing the parachute, the helicopter, and the tank and he epitomized the Renaissance humanist ideal. Here is the quote Eric has selected from Leonardo. It had long since come to my attention that people of accomplishment rarely sat back and let things happen to them. They went out and happened to things. Eric Schramp, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? I'm doing well, Bonnie. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So, Eric, tell me about this quote. Are you a big fan of the man who we think invented the parachute, the helicopter, and the tank? I'm becoming much more of a fan of the, as I'm starting to uh, dive into him a bit more and really understand he wasn't just the painter that most people think of today. He was he was really considered one of the most diversely talented people um, of the world that to ever have lived. So I, I think that's that's quite interesting because most people just kind of think of him as as the painter, um, not necessarily as someone that invented things that are out there even maybe before it's time, like the tank and so forth, as you mentioned before. So tell me about um, the quote. I love the idea they went out and happened to things. That's, that's such a clever, hard to believe he said it back in the 14 or 1500s, Eric. <laughs> they went out and happened. Yeah. It's something you would hear on a Broadway show. Talk to me about how you picked the quote and how does it relate to supply chain, please? Oh Well, obviously, you know, um, as we've heard from the other panelists, that obviously things are changing drastically um, from one generation to the next. Um, and even in Irfine's case, uh, going from living in trees to living in houses. So things happen much more quickly than most people really expect. Um, and, and really, how does that happen? And, and you're not sitting back there and, and just letting things happen to you. And I think this pertains to both uh, a personal life as well as, as a business world and business user as well. So um, if you want to be able to make that change and, and really drive that change, you need to go out there 
and, and look what's around and look what's changing and really adapt to that change or, or even have changes adapt to the way you want to be able to run your life and, and your business. And I think that's, that's very key because even, even if you want to go out there and win the lottery, you still have to go out there and buy a ticket. Uh, you may think that's, that's easy, that, that's lucky, um, but there's still some, some thought and uh, some action that needs to go into that in order to make that happen. Very well put. So what would you say to somebody who wants to be one of those people who happen to things in the world of supply chain? What would be the advice from Leonardo? What does he want them to do? Uh, he really wants them to go out there and really understand what people are doing, what is changing within their industry, because obviously each industry is, is different. Um, so the change that, that, needs to be, that needs to happen for them needs to be um, adaptable to their industry. If you're talking oil and gas or consumer products, there's, there's two different paths forward for, for each of those. And really understanding what that best path forward is, making sure you make the right decisions of, of companies to work with, um, for example, the, the ones on the call here today, and making sure that you're driving towards uh, being a game changer and not sitting back and and letting things happen, and then it's a, a bit too late uh, to make those changes. Thank you very much, Eric. Good to have you on the show. And now let's circle back to Mr. Victor Gonzalez. Victor, I have two personal questions for you. They're not too personal. I just have two questions. Number one, where are you calling from today? And number two, what are you drinking if it makes you smile? If not, what do you plan to drink after the show? Victor? I'm calling from Santa Fe, California. Excuse me. And what gives or puts a smile on my face is a warm sip of coffee in the mornings, um, and there's a little story behind that. Um, I have uh, one of my daughters who, at the age of about eight years old, she uh, started knocking at my bedroom door with a coffee cup in her hands around 5 o'clock every morning. Now mm. the young lady is 15 years old, and she has continued the habit, and not only that, is starting to pass the baton to her younger sibling. Oh, how sweet, how charming. Does she make a good cup of coffee? She makes an amazing cup of coffee. I don't care how bad or how much work (laughs) I put into the night, that little sip in the morning is worth every second. That's lovely. And while I have you, tell us, give me the 60-second story of what is UCT, please. UCT Ultra Clean Technologies is a contract manufacturing company in the semiconductor industry. And what do you what's your perspective on digital supply chain? <clears throat> Excuse me. Digital supply chain is moving forward. Um, I feel that most of the new technology coming forth, the IoT, um, robotics, automation, um, all of the other environment considerations that are in place. Um, we definitely need to digitize. We need to move forward. We need to move away from the uh, prehistoric, don't break it, don't fix it if it's not broken. And, and tell me something. Somebody tuning into this show right now, Victor, and hearing you and Irfan and Eric, would they be surprised? Would they say, what? I have to digitize my supply chain? We just can't keep doing what we've always done? Is this shock and amazement, breaking news, or is this... Yeah, we know. We're going to get to it. Or is this, yes, we're already doing it. Wow. What do you think? I think there's a lot of people that are jumping immediately into let's get it done. That is the way of the future. Um, If you stay behind, uh, 
just like everything else, you start getting stagnant. Once you start getting stagnant, you start getting, you start being left behind. Once you're left behind, then game over. There you go. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. And now let's turn to Irfan Khan. Irfan, same questions. Where are you calling from? What's in your cup today or what would you rather be drinking? And tell us a little bit about bristlecone in that order, please. No problem. Victor, you will love to hear what my answer is. It's so similar to yours. Well, I'm in California, in San Jose. That's where our headquarters is. And uh, I'm enjoying a hot cup of tea. Uh, interestingly, uh, it's such a coincidence that my daughter, Ariana, makes it. And uh, she's been making it for the last two years. And uh, that's a part of her uh, uh, gift to me every morning where she takes her own time to boil the water, put the ginger, put the leaves, let it boil, put the, and put the milk, and then she finally makes the tea, and then she smells it. And she's tasting wine, and then she says, it's good, you can have it. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful coincidence that me and Victor have the same story. And, uh, wow. And uh, he, he's right. I mean, it's just, uh, they're, they're so innocent at that age, and they look at you, and they expect you to smile when you're having it. And uh, that makes my day. <laughs> every day when I'm in town, when I'm not traveling. That's lovely. I can't believe both of you have a similar story. That's so wonderful. And Irfan, tell us a little bit about Bristlecone. What do you do? Of course. Uh, well, uh, you know, we've been in, the, we've been, uh, in existence for the last uh, 16 years, and uh, we are a premier supply chain advisory firm focused on enabling digitally connected and sustainable supply chain. Fundamentally, we're doing it essentially to unlock the economic value for customers, and uh, and we do three, three, three things for them. We digitize their fundamental value, and I'll come to it how we do it, mm-hmm. and we orchestrate the supply chain feedback loop, which is important, and uh, when we shift the business from pipeline to network, which I talked about, uh, how do you make uh, supply chain anti-fragile? That's what we do, and uh, there are different areas of focus for us in supply chain. Uh, strong domain knowledge around core supply chain, which is planning and procurement. And, of course, coupled with expertise in adjacencies around supply chain, which is supply chain execution, logistics, and e-commerce, and uh, backed by a very robust analytics platform on top of it, especially in the areas high-tech, CPG, process, and discrete. And, uh, interestingly, uh, we work with Eric a lot. Uh, it's, it's a coincidence we are in this on the same call especially around tech stack, around uh, what uh, successful companies do. Uh, that's what we do at this point of time. And, Thank you uh, very much. We are 2,000 yep. people, which makes us the largest pool of supply chain experts oh. on the planet and uh, proud to be a part of the team. Wonderful. I don't think it's a coincidence at all that you're on the same call with Eric. I think it was very much by design. And now let's get to Eric Schramp. Eric, where are you calling from? And what's in your cup today? Or what would you rather be drinking, Eric? <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, I am from Allentown, Pennsylvania. So that, that famous Billy Joel saw, song talking about uh, the decline of American manufacturing, um, that's where I'm, I'm based out of uh, <laughs> And and everyone is him. happy in Allentown that <laughs> it, that that song was put on his uh, his uh, new new album that he uh, redid. So they're just loving that uh, he talks about the American manufacturing decline again in Allentown. So <laughs> we get to hear it again in a new digital. And tell format. me what you're drinking. 
I am drinking something that I don't want to be drinking right now. Um, it is a cup of tea called Defense from Tavana, and it's something my wife lives by when you have a cold or sick. So I'm a bit under the weather, um, and it is uh, not the greatest tasting thing that's out there. So, um, but I'm drinking it, hoping uh, that it that it makes me feel better. I hope it makes you feel better, too. I'm reading the lyrics right now to Allentown. Well, we're living here in yeah. Allentown, and they're closing all the factories down. At, in Bethlehem, they're killing time, filling out forms, standing in line. Well, our father, yeah. uh, uh, so very, very political, but probably very telling for this point in history, and I'll just leave it at that because we don't go yeah. there. You know that, <laughs> But I can, yeah, and hopefully, I can hear. That change comes around. American manufacturing is coming back, and uh, Absolutely. Uh, we can be part of those changes. Yes, and maybe he'll rewrite the song. We're not waiting around standing, <laughs> filling out forms anymore in Allentown. We're working on supply chain. We're talking to Irfan at Bristlecone, and we're talking to Victor at UCT, and our new best friend is Eric Schramm at SAP. How about that? If you're just tuning in, this is Digital Transformation of Your Supply Chain with Game Changers Radio. I have a couple of shout-outs. Number one to Suzanne Ellis and Shane Ellis, no relation. Uh, they both work on the team that sponsors this series, and it is officially sponsored by Rick Imber at SAP. We have three very special guests here. We have Victor Gonzalez at UT, UCT, as I said, Irfan Khan at Bristlecone, and Eric Schramp at SAP. We're going to continue our conversation about, well, here's the official title of this episode, Taking the Lead and Staying There with Digital Supply Chain. And this goes back to my question just a couple minutes ago to the panel. Anybody tuning in who's working in supply chain or thinks they know what it is, are they surprised, shocked? What do you mean I have to digitize? What do you mean we need to transform? Are they saying, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it someday? Are they saying, right on, we're already doing it, and it's working, and it's exciting. So taking the lead and staying there with digital supply chain is hopefully a very optimistic topic for everyone listening around the world. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and as my three panelists do not know, because I'm new and they're new to me, they do not let me anywhere near caffeine on radio show days. And Tuesday is a doubleheader. I'll be back in an hour and a half with another show today. So all I'm allowed to have is water. So I have a beautiful, cool, clear glass mug here with a pink straw because it is not sunny here in New York, and we're hoping the sun will come out today. We can't wait for tomorrow. So we're going to take a quick break. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app. That dial will be right back. You don't want to miss this. Kevin, out. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Rising customer expectations, complex supply networks, and a focus on your business's bottom line make it more important than ever to bring your extended supply chain into the future. Your digital supply chain is one of the most critical components of your business success. From matching supply to demand with efficient order fulfillment to designing and manufacturing amazing products, hear how you can bring your extended supply chain into the future. Our experts discuss how the extended supply chain of the future is producing dramatic results to businesses worldwide. The digital transformation of your supply chain with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit SAP.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to the digital transformation of your supply chain with Game Changers. Presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now let's get back to the digital transformation of your supply chain with Game Changers. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Special guests today are Victor Gonzalez at UCT, Irfan Khan at Bristlecone, and Eric Schramp at SAP. And we're going to dive right into our formal roundtable segment right now with a topic Victor Gonzalez sent me before the show. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, Ultra Clean Technologies is what UCT stands for, and Victor is the Global VP of IT there. Okay, so here's an interesting topic I want to dive into. It's... uh, I think it's very provocative, even a little bit sexy. He wants to talk about the smack stack. Okay, everybody calm down. Social, mobile, analytics, and cloud. Victor says this impacts the manufacturing industry. Let me tell you a little bit more. The smack stack is becoming an essential technology toolkit for enterprises and represents the next wave for driving higher customer engagement and growth opportunities. And I'll simply say, and who doesn't want that? Victor Gonzalez, please tell us more. Well, there's absolutely a need to uh, innovate <clears throat> and start forcing the culture to change. The SMAC stack primarily uh, covers the uh, areas of uh, social media, which focuses primarily on the Internet, Facebook, and anything that is available pretty much anywhere. Uh, second phase of it would be the mobile uh, aspect of it or now the mobility capabilities, which most uh, industries are after. Um, this is everything is simple, accessible. Uh, now geographical barriers are not any kind of limitations. Uh, the next aspect would be the analytics. Uh, for nowadays, we're pretty much processing uh, terabytes, even petabytes of data, practically predicting the future with how it's being processed and how we're producing analytics nowadays. Uh, the last but not least, is the cloud aspect of it, which provides scalability, cost-effectiveness at a global scale, um, giving you the capability to pay as you use the services nowadays. Uh, This brings upon a decrease in infrastructure costs. Um, All these stacks are definitely transformation and enterprise level, um, which right now, if you will look at your own person, you have a lot of these capabilities within your reach. Yeah, right now some, we're all definitely using iPhones. Some of us have uh, the iWatches, Fitbits, mm-hmm. uh, even our tennis shoes for that matter are close to some of the other smack stack. Very interesting. It, Victor, is this something people know about? Is this going to be a surprise, what you're talking about? As I, I said earlier, is this something that people listening to say, what, we really have all of that in manufacturing? Is this, is this news? It's it's not really a surprise. I mean, mobility, like I said, it's it's already out there in the iPhones, the iPads, and how we integrate it into the technology. As far as analytics are concerned, um, 
you have to get analytics out of any system that you're looking at. Cloud offers effectability and the cost efficiency. And from a social media perspective, we've gotten to the point, even when you're shopping now, you get the little window that pops up and says, would you like mm. to chat with me? Would you like to, uh, do you have any questions at this particular point? Yep. Thank so you very much, Irfan. Irfan. Yes, uh, I want you to come in and, ch- and chat in and, and talk to us about what you think yeah. about this Mac stack. Go ahead, Irfan. That's interesting uh, uh, topic Victor brought it up uh, on SMAC. The way we look at right now, I would say, especially, it all boils down to predictive analytics right now, right? Data is our new oil, if you look at today. Data is the new oil. There are concentrated and intelligent exploration effort in the discovery of data, just like oil, decades ago. These efforts, Bonnie, are directed to refining into various grades of focused products based on market and individual businesses. For example, for value chain related information, a data stream is refined into insightful information to power various forms of advanced analytics need. It's extremely powerful. Think about Amazon right now. They're building capabilities to create predictive analytics around customers' shopping behavior. So today we go to Amazon and buy stuff. Think about Amazon shipping stuff to us before we even buy it mm-hmm. because they know when do we need what. It's already happening right now. It's, it's not something which we, it's, it's not a sci-fi movie today. Amazon's primary, right? The drones could make deliveries and spot packages directly from warehouse to homes, right? Now you couple the predictive analytics with drone-based logistics you are living the future. You think about something and guess what? It's on your doorsteps. With the social, mobile, analytics, and cloud put together, this is possible. It's not, it's not future. It is present as we talk. Thank you very much. Eric Schramp, love to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely agree uh, with this statement of smack. And I think one of the most important areas of this is really providing and, and what that brings is the ability to have that information right, in, right at your fingertips in front of you so you're able to make decisions um, with some context to it. So you're not just receiving this information or, or acting on something. You're actually looking at information and, and as Erfran said, providing or having abilities to provide those predictions or outcomes directly to you as an end user so you can act on them accordingly. If it's in a manufacturing process or some type of decision-making, even the ability when we start talking about what is the best outcome based off of uh, this scenario, maybe providing certain predictions, prescriptive-type options, um, or even the ability to run simulations so you can, as an end user, be able to run and understand what what is the outcome based off of, of X, Y, and Z. And I think the the mobile aspect of that is very important because you have that access right there. Um, you have all the analytics that are there, and a lot of those analytics now are starting to be put on to cloud-type solutions, so you can act on them quickly um, and intelligently. And obviously, everything is social, so how do I bring all that data in um, to provide the capabilities around analytics? Eric, you just said a key word. You said quickly and intelligently, and I think that's the key. Uh, I'm gonna, Gentlemen, I'm going to circle back to something that Irfan just said. Irfan, you intrigued me when you said about Amazon sending us stuff before we even know we want it, before we order it. And I found an article in TechCrunch from 2014, Irfan, back three years ago. The title is Amazon Patents 
quote, anticipatory, unquote, shipping to start sending stuff before you've bought it. Let me just read a couple lines here. I think you'll get a smile out of this. The article starts out with Amazon's plans for autonomous flying delivery drones are so last year. And I remember this was 2014. The e-commerce juggernaut is purportedly working on something far more dystopian, pre-shipment. Amazon has filed a patent for a shipping system designed to cut delivery times by predicting what buyers are going to buy before they buy it and shipping products in their general direction, even right to their door before the sales click even or ever falls. Irfan, since you brought this up, you want to make a quick comment on this? No, it's in fact, uh, it, it, it is not just moving. It's, it's a pure form of disruption if you look at right now, Bonnie. And this mm-hmm. could be extended in different areas. In in our world of supply chain, we see it all the time. I mean, if you look at uh, oil, oil substituting by solar, most of the people think that solar is still emerging technology, but that thing is growing at 45% year on year, which fundamentally means in 10 years, they're going to take over solar uh, with oil. So uh, this is disruption at its core. It's happening very fast, and it's happening in small pieces. That's the most important thing we have to do. This is happening in small pieces all around us. Thank you very much, Victor. This was your topic, very provocative, obviously. You've got a lot of good thoughts going here. Victor, you want to wrap this up for us? Anything you want to add? <clears throat> the only point that I have left here is, uh, and I'm sure we've all experienced it, is from a mobility perspective and going back to Amazon, we're able to track uh, pretty much any item we purchase from the day it left the floor to the time that mm-hmm. you hear that knock on your door. You're actually, and, and I find it extremely amazing, that you're actually able to see where the product is from point A to point Z and every, any time in between of those specific points. That's the good news, and that's the good news. Thank you very much, Victor. I'm going to move on to take this topic a little more globally. Let's take a different perspective here. I'm looking at Irfan Khan's notes, and Irfan wants to talk about global economic geopolitical disruptions and supply chain impact. Let me read one line from his notes here, and then uh, then Irfan will continue. He says, when we talk about business disruption, the fourth largest earthquake on record might seem like an extreme example, but really it isn't. Business is being routinely and systematically disrupted across all industries. Irfan, love to hear more, please. Yeah, this is, and the reason I put it there, because we witnessed it. Think about it right now. Think about a story. On May 11, 2011, a magnitude 9.1 earthquake occurred 43 miles of Japan's coast. We all know it. In Tohoku region. It was the fourth largest earthquake since record-keeping began in 1900. 16,000 people died. 229 people dislocated. 400,000 buildings destroyed and 7,750,000 buildings damaged. The tsunami damage led to the meltdown at Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. It was one of the most powerful supply chain disruptions. Now, here's what happened. In a way, this is more impairment. It seems very powerful, but really it isn't. Our businesses are being disrupted routinely and systematically all across the industries. And interestingly, there are more powerful disruptions than what we heard about in 2011, the Hokutsu tsunami. What I'm trying to say is 
this disruption at its core and now I'm talking about disruption in our daily lives in our core is digital and the mm-hmm. response needs to be digital as well most does not come from big dramatic events like what I talked about they rather come in small ways all the time economic influences are constantly affecting your businesses from dynamic factors think about oil pricing think about foreign mm-hmm. exchange rates think about power outages infrastructure problems weathers any of these things can disrupt operations so today the supply chain becomes the center stage for any of those things the question which we always ask is and every customer is asking today is how do you digitize or how digitization impact the supply chain so fundamentally a digital approach is how the companies differentiate itself and has carved out a successful niche today the company is all about current technology most of the companies are focused towards making sure they know what technology backbone they have and how they're going to use it to their advantage and that's the key as far as any supply chain affecting or being affected by geopolitical disruption thank you Rafan very very interesting perspective i'd love to get eric shramps Two cents, ten cents, whatever it's worth on the open market. Eric, what do you what do you think? Do you agree or no disagree? Problem. I was very intrigued when Irfan said that supply chain is at center stage and all of this routine, ongoing disruption. What are your thoughts, Eric? No, I, I totally agree, and and this is I think one of the areas where if we're able to run an intelligent, live, and agile supply chain, um, I think supply chains run pretty smoothly. Um, it's really when those disruptions come into play. Um, and how we um, react to them is really really shows how how strong our supply chain is. Um, how are we able to go out there and connect easily with our customers when there's these disruptions? Um, if there's disruptions that are out there, are we able to still run um, our supply chain as we run um, ordinarily and, and start bringing those disruptions into the supply chain and acting accordingly on them? Um, so if we don't have that digital backbone um, that everyone was talking about, it's really hard to pull all this information together and be able to act on it um, intelligently, um, react on it accordingly as well. So you really need that, that end-to-end viewpoint. Um, and we, when we start talking about changes um, of supply chain, really bringing in those IoT aspects of it, when we start talking IoT, we start talking about all those 20 billion devices by 2020, being able to pull those in um, and being able to have some context to those, those uh, I guess, feeds that are coming in to really understand what they mean um, if something changes and, and something needs to be changed accordingly. So how do we pull all that information together to be able to provide this simple view um, for our end users to be able to run their supply chain? So I think that's really the difference when we start talking about this digital supply chain is really not necessarily how it runs day to day, but how it runs when we have these types of disruptions. And that's really going to differentiate our key leaders uh, that are running best practice supply chains from others in the space. Thank you, Eric. Very interesting point of view. And we'd love to get Victor Gonzalez to chat with us. Victor, what do you think about this very interesting perspective on supply chain? Agree or disagree with what your co-panelists have shared? Well, I completely agree with them. I think they're spot on. 
Um, I feel that on a daily basis, industry is being disrupted. Um, but then again, it is this disruption that brings about the change, and most of the impact is a result of lost infrastructure on a physical level. Uh, if we were to digitize or in a digital age, cloud-based environments should respond anywhere at a global scale. Uh, and by eliminating single-source providers, we avoid single points of failure, um, as well as having a network approach with a strong BCP plan to execute you know, plan A, B, or C, for that matter, to avoid a single point of failure is a must. Okay. I'm going to go back to Irfan. You started this. You want to wrap this one up for me, please, Irfan, because I have something interesting yeah, to pick up from Eric's sure. notes. Go I mean, ahead. I, I would, what I would say is that uh, in the new business models, the lines are getting blurred between digital and physical world by connecting people or other businesses, right? Number one. Secondly, if you look at the top priority for a business has been shifted from ERP implementations and master data management, which used to be the end thing and the hardest things people used to crave about, to actually supply chain design and supply chain analytics. This is the changing role of supply chain from being a support function to major growth driver of the business. As long as we keep focused, I think we'd be on the right track. Thank you very much, Eric Schramp. I'm looking at your notes here. Here's something I don't think we've covered yet. What's that? I said shoot away. Okay. Well, I don't want to shoot the messenger. I like the messenger. Here's one I don't think we've talked about yet. Let's talk about agility. Let's talk about customization. You say the market of one. And I think we've used, we used to call this in recent years make for me, the make for me economy. The market of one is becoming a reality as customers desire highly customized and high quality products delivered at their choice of time, their choice of place, and competitive prices. This is a huge challenge for manufacturing firms. How does digitizing your supply chain help deliver this? Eric. Well, this, as we as we talked about, is a, a huge challenge for all manufacturers that are out there today. Customers such as myself, yourself, uh, when we go out there, like you mentioned, we want to be go we want to be able to go out there and, and have choices for us that are specific to our needs. Obviously, we have a lot of new technologies that are helping drive this, such as three D printing. You keep hearing of uh, you're going to get a shoe, and that shoe is going to be customized to your foot, your uh, exact mold, or wh- whatever you, you take. You step on a, a piece of um, a, a mold and step on that, and it can be sent to that that manufacturer, and they're able to kind of take that up and consume that and be able to produce a, a 3D replicated model uh, of a shoe specific to your foot. So how are we able to do that in a timely manner and not have... Uh, delays of, of weeks or months out for, for something that's customized to be able to uh, consume from an end consumer because that obviously, uh, if we can deliver this digital economy and and make uh, this production of one uh, for our customer, it can really transform uh, your company and, and how companies flourish today in, in markets. And obviously we talked about earlier on um, the ability for social media to affect how things run um, is drastically different than advertising that we have done in the past. So you can have people that go out there and provide these reviews and this and that. And, and how does that affect um, how, how you as a manufacturer are able to meet those? So you get really good press releases of certain objects, and it, it can make uh, you as a manufacturer uh, very successful. So uh, being able to understand that and deploy this model that you have across different 
uh, plants, warehouses, organizations within your company is a very complex task, and being able to get that all underhand and exchange information digitally uh, is key and paramount to that transformation. Thank you, Eric. Victor Gonzalez, love to get your thoughts on this market of one, agility, being able to be flexible enough to deal with the complexity of one, which is a little bit ironic because one should be simple, not complex, digital supply chain. Victor, any thoughts you want to add to what Eric just brought up? Well, I agree with Eric, and I do believe that um, the market is definitely changing or, or trending towards that direction. Um, it is a huge challenge in the industry, and the shift is definitely changing from B2B to B2I with the expectations of highly customized solutions. Uh, case in point is uh, Apple, Nike for that matter. Uh, not only do they provide specific choices to you, but they go through the extent of personalizing everything for you. Okay, and let's get Irfan to chime in on this as well. Irfan at Bristlecone, what do you no, think? It's, it's, it's a brilliant point that Eric you mentioned, and let me give a perspective from our side when do we see behind the supply chain artworks whenever there's a market for one, right? So it leads to this uh, uh, topic of product versus platform. So whenever we are trained to creating a market of one, one of the important things we've seen is how do you create a platform and what is a platform? So first thing is platform is not an old-fashioned product-centric view of the world. In a product-centric view, when I mean, what I mean is a company defines a mission as creating and distributing a product. So you create a product, you look at the market, and you sell it. Right. And uh, when I say platform, a platform is when the creation of the product and the consumption of the product, same stakeholders are involved and we're creating the value for the product. So fundamentally, a platform is open and adaptable. That means it's available to a lot of people. It could be at minimal, your entire customer base, but preferably more. So people can give feedbacks on how the product is getting created. That's the only time you'll be able to do a market for one. Platform at its core facility facilitate interactions. This, that can be interaction between platforms customers perspective or users. Third, and not the least, the network effect, which is what we are seeing as a main conduit of driving this market to one. What's the network effect? That the adding a new unit in the network, let's say a user or a node, makes the network more valuable to all existing users. Finally, a platform environment much or even most of the value is generated from outside. So there's a very important orchestration of feedback loop that happens. What does a customer want? And the creators are sitting saying, okay, like we can create it on the fly or we can be ready to create it on the fly. And that is the whole machinery working behind the scene which can enable the market of one. Thank you very much, Irfan. You know what? I'm going to turn the table, go around quickly to Victor, because we are officially in the crystal ball predictions round of the show. So, Victor Gonzalez at UCT, I know you've been waiting to share your prediction, and I'm sure we have something interesting coming from you. I'm going to give you 60 seconds, Victor, because we are on the clock, and I'd like you to look into the future from your perspective on supply chain, from your work at UCT and your your career in IT. What do you see coming down the pike? That's a a proverbial 
phrase coming down the pike. Let's say between now and 2020, what will change dramatically about digital supply chain, about the need to be flexible and agile, about companies needing to pay attention to this for market of one, geopolitical disruptions, any or all of the above, squeeze it into 60 seconds. Victor Gonzalez, go. I think all of the above is definitely going to apply moving forward. Uh, the key to it all would be looking into the factory floor where we're now going to be having sensor and better factory equipment. Um, they can communicate data directly into uh, the machines, in sensing the temperatures, any, any kind of uh, disruption. Uh, we're looking at wearables. We're looking at handheld scanners now, wrist scanners, fingers. So definitely everything boiling down to the IoT uh, of things. The other thing that we need to start looking into is the factory 4.0 for IT operations, supply chain, start collaborating using IoT. And now we're looking into robotics, artificial intelligence, and augmented reality. Thank you. I like that prediction a lot. As a matter of fact, Victor, we have a series called The Internet of Things with Game Changers, which is very, very popular here, and we know why. So thank you for bringing that up. Irfan Khan at Bristlecone, I have 60 seconds for your predictions as well. Go ahead, Irfan. Well, I would say that... uh as we stand today, 20% of the organizations describe themselves as digital businesses. That 20% will become 80 to 90%. In the new era, everything with any value will have sensors embedding intelligence. Think about a life, it will continue to transmit information which can be used to track, monitor, analyze, decide on every aspect of your life. And that's going to be reality. And that's the future for us. And it's very exciting. And it's good to have people like you and Victor and Eric helping us predict it. That leaves Eric Schramp. Eric, they were so concise and so to the point, Eric. I don't want to frighten you, but you've got 90 seconds for your prediction. So just go for it. (laughs) <laughs> no, no problem. So, so I, I agree with all the what they said. Um, obviously, IoT is going to be a big, big play within that space. Don't want to go too much into there, but I think what's really going to drive adoption of this, um, and what we're seeing is that consumer grade user experience in the enterprise. Um, so, how am I able to take what I've done in the past and make it very simple, very easy for end users if they're on the shop floor, if they're on uh, the warehouse floor, to be able to consume. Um, And as we talked about earlier, intelligently provide them analytics and information which they can act on accordingly um, in real time um, to be able to drive those transformations across all their different supply chains, pulling in aspects from sensors on the shop floor, um, sensors on pieces of equipment, um, understanding where your goods are in transit, et cetera, kind of all bringing that together. Um, And as Erfran said, we see about 20% 20% of customers have gone digital now. That, that number is going to be 80%, like he said, as well. And, and that's going to be, I think, key to that aspect is pulling all those different sensor-laden information and being able to provide um, a simple and easy user experience to act on. Otherwise, we're not going to have the uptake like we would like. There you go. Thank you very much. And one quick question for you, Eric. Do you see millennials getting attracted to supply chain, to that end of the manufacturing business? Do you see millennials getting excited, wanting to be involved in the digitization, involved as data scientists quickly? Yes or no? In one sentence, why? Uh, yes, we do. Um, and it really, it, it's really kind of changing how supply chain is acting. So really providing that user experience that, that they're expecting, that consumer-grade 
Uh, we have 3D modelings and, and so forth, augmented reality, which we talked about. So really bringing the technology that they're used to um, in their day-to-day lives to them uh, with the way they act. Thank you very much. I want to thank our three panelists, Victor Gonzalez at UCT, Irfan Khan at Bristlecone, Eric Schramm at SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I'll be back in, well, one hour, actually, one hour and three minutes with another episode of Changing the Game for Digital Transformation. Partnerships is our series. We're going to talk about reinventing your company with partnerships in the cloud. Be speaking with Sana Salam, who I had the pleasure of meeting when I was broadcasting live from SAP Sapphire now two weeks ago. She's the founder and CEO of Dallas Solutions. We'll be talking with Jim Newman at Horizons, that's H-R-I-Z-O-N-S, and Scott Harrison at SAP. So here's my call to action, and thank you to, to uh, Kevin Gassman at World Talk Radio, our engineer today. Here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. Maybe it'll be a designer seatbelt in the world of market for one. Who knows? What? And you can have it before you even know it. Thank you, Amazon. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Victor, just like Irfan, and just like Eric. Eric, hope your cold goes away and hope you feel better. Have a great one, everyone. Talk to you in one hour. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to the digital transformation of your supply chain with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Voice America Live Events team will be broadcasting live from the event floor at the NAB Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. NAB is the voice for radio and television broadcasters. The entire digital ecosystem attends this show, including broadcast, digital media, film, entertainment, telecom, post-production, academia, mobile, advertising, government, retail, security, sports, live events, online video, information technology, virtual, and augmented reality.